Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I've been standing in this thing. I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to go slow today because this morning I was punching it out, and I think I made it. I didn't want to pass them by. Sometimes you get every service changes. God told me. God told me He's going to move. So that means he's going to move because he's like that. I want you to understand some stuff today. It's going to change your life forever. I'll tell you what. The reading of the word of God is the most precious thing you could possibly have. Don't ever get used to it. Is that okay? Don't ever get used to it, man. Don't ever get used. Don't get dull of hearing. Is that okay? Don't get dull of hearing because the minute you get dull of hearing, man, your hope's out the window. Don't do it. Okay? I'm going to give you, yeah, I got to really pay attention today. So let's, let's, let's get, I really got to hear. And when, as long as I hear, you'll hear, okay? Because you got to really, really pull, pull on this thing today. Because I want you to know, write this down. Your provision is in your promises. And I told him in the morning, you know, it was really cool. I'm just going to teach the word of God from now until forever. And this is the only way to do it. Now, can you trust me? This is the only way to do it. There's no other way to do it. It's instruction from the Word of God. Stop trying to dodge it. Stop. I don't know if you're dodging it, what I mean by it. But stop trying to get it to work any other way. It's the only way it works. I don't know how else to explain it. Just this is how the Word of God works. I didn't write it. I just read it. I'm going to tell you what to do. Do it. Don't be undisciplined in what God told you to be disciplined in. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not, I'm, I, you guys are doing it, but it's simple. Do what he told you to do the way he told you to do it. It'll work. God can't lie, man. Numbers 23, 19. Come on. So just, we got to really, you know, we got to do this thing, all right? And I know you will, but just say, how do I do it? The promise holds. So let me just say it like this. The provision that you need is in the promise of God. When I find the promise... I found the provision. Because that Bible is God's last will and testament to mankind. Now you got to understand something. Man was separated from God in the beginning. Adam made a mistake. Cost God the earth and his kids. Okay? Jesus came and bought back everything, even the earth. Because the earth is the fullness thereof and it's his. But everybody in the earth doesn't have that revelation. That's why you got to get born again. You're not born in, you were born into Adam when you were born into sin. But when you get born into Jesus, you get born into the blessing. That's what we're talking about. So what, now you got to understand this. If you, this is so good. If you don't understand how the system is, you don't understand how to really make it in the system. Because Jesus brought you back, but he put the promises in the word. Now, why did he do that? Well, this is what I'm going to tell you. It's your inheritance is in that book. Okay? Now, what was the written word about? The written word was about the inheritance package for the church. Why did he do it like that? Because he couldn't come back to the earth and just fix everything. That would make God a liar. He gave dominion to man. When he gave dominion to man and Adam, 
Adam was supposed to rule and reign in dominion. When Adam left dominion because of high treason, because he got deceived basically because of his disobedience, he lost everything and left it all behind. Jesus came to what? Re, let's, I don't want to say reacquaint man with God, but really basically it was. Man lost consciousness of God and we were trapped in sin consciousness when man was what? Replaced in the garden by a new man called Adam, right? The next Adam was Jesus who brought everything back in the garden. Remember, we've been there now, okay? Now you got to get this. So now God goes, okay, I have what? Now think of this. He dies for us to give us new birth, new life, new everything. But guess what? Just because we're new, we're still living in a cursed earth. And now we have to enforce the blessings of God in the word of God through faith. Okay? This is what I'm trying to tell you. He didn't come back and just fix everything. So that means you got work to do and I got work to do. We got to find the promises of God and enforce them with our faith. The only sin the New Testament believer commits is the sin of unbelief. Did you get it? You're not that greatest sinner. You're just either really good at believing or not believing. Okay? So let's like this, right? If the Bible says walk in love, and I'm like, I'm not loving him, well, then is that, is that really sin or is it just lack of faith in the word of God? My lack of faith in the word of God has produced my sin. And that's not really separation. That's just lack of consciousness to commit of the word of God that God has given me because I'm not coming to know throne of grace boldly if I got sin consciousness. But why is my sin consciousness there? Because the spirit of God within me is telling me my heart condemns me. Here's the thing. You don't even have to have a lot of God sense to know that his word's been written upon your heart. You just know something don't feel right. Did that make sense? And that's what he said to you. He said what? He said, know that side of it. You got it? Like, if your heart condemns you not, you're cool. But if your heart condemns you, fix it. The witness. Does that make sense? So what I'm telling you is this. God left you a book full of promises that you got to go find and put faith in them because without faith, you can't produce nothing. Now, here's the thing. Most people don't know what faith is. I'm going to help you today. I'm going to give you a crash course in this because I... Because if you don't know what faith is, you're gonna, we're going to have a problem. Because how am I going to know if I'm in it or not? If I can't clearly identify what faith is, how do I know whether it's going to work? And that's what happens. We start looking at changed circumstances to tell us whether faith is working. And if you look at changed circumstances to tell me whether faith is working or not, you're not even in faith. Because now you're in reason. You know? And reason's not good. Now, here's the thing. Wednesday, two weeks ago, Wednesday, the Lord gave me something. I've been waiting for this for a long time. I said, faith don't grow. I don't like it. Everybody says it. I don't like it. Brother Hagin said it. I don't like it. I said, I don't like this faith growing thing, God. Bugs me. Something's wrong with it. Centurion, all these guys. The Lord spoke to me, man. It was so good. He said to me, he said, look, it was two Wednesdays ago. He said, faith grows in your human spirit. I said, What? He said, faith grows in your human spirit. I said, you got to explain this one because I haven't been on this track. Now watch this. Faith grows in your human spirit to do one thing, give you greater capacity to receive what God speaks to you. You hear what I said? Faith grows in your human spirit to give you greater capacity just to do one thing, receive what God speaks to you. 
Let me show you. A strong man's spirit could sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit who can bear? You got to get this now. Your human spirit grows in its, this is the only place your human, this is the only place faith grows in the capacity to receive what the word of God has been spoken over your life. Otherwise, you're a rejecter. You won't, rece you won't receive it because you can't, you can't because you're weak. Now, watch all those scriptures start flooding my head. This is why you got to pray in the Holy Ghost. You build up your Holy Spirit. You build up your holy faith. That's why you got to stay in the Spirit because I need greater capacity to receive what God wants to download. We're missing the downloads of heaven because we're not strong. See it? That's why I got to pray in tongues because I build up my holy faith praying in unknown tongues. What do you mean your holy faith? I build my capacity to receive with the math. See, when you're strong, when God says go, you say yes, sir. Watch this. What do you do when you're weak? You consider. And Abraham, not being weak in faith, considering not his own body, now being dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb, gave glory to God. Because strong faith gives glory to God. But weak faith considers. You know what you start doing when God speaks and you're weak in faith? How's the money going to get here? How are you going to heal my body? The doctor said I'm dead. How are you going to save this jacked up marriage? Huh. You quit. But when you're strong, you know what you're saying? Yes, sir. I believed I received. Hallelujah. God will do better. You see it? God will do better. What do you mean God will do better? God ain't bringing you from one mess to the next. No, he's not. He's trying to bring you to better. You know what he told me? He said, I'll either give you the thing or I'll give you the thing to get the thing. Write that down. He said, I'll either give you the thing or I'll give you the thing to get the thing. I said, what you said? <laughs> I was teaching the kids. Can I show you something? The little jokers, man, they hang around me. He wanted sneakers, you know. He told me, I want these sneakers. And I said, okay. So we're in the car. Tony, you're going to love everything. You're going to love this. You better get ready. Those boys are going to wear you out. Okay? And I said, you got to either sew the thing or you sew the money to get the thing. You understand? Because it's in itself to produce itself. So he said, I want them sneakers. I said, what'd you do? With, what do you got? He said, I got sneakers. And I said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to give you my sneakers. I said, give me your sneakers because I'm going to take them. You ain't getting them back neither because you're sewing now. I got to teach this joker. If you don't know how to do this, I'm teaching you guys. I said, you got to sew the thing itself or you got to sew the resources to get more resources to get the thing you want. Are you getting it? But the, it, it's just like the word of God. The capacity is in the promise, just like the capacity is in the seed. The word of God is likened to a seed. When a man puts it in his heart, it grows. You see it? It has the ability. It's that second, first Peter, what is that? You all right? You guys are thinking. Yeah, I'm working you like a ninja. Yeah. Amen. Second Peter chapter one. You all right? You're doing good. Did you get it? I'm going slow. You got to get the CDs around here. Listen, man, let me teach you something here. Get the podcast for crying out loud. Go to your phone right now. Go to Relevant FL. Go to your apps. Go to Relevant FL. Get the podcast and listen to this stuff. Because half the time you guys ain't got a CD dang. And a lot of people still buy CDs. And that's why we got them. But you can listen to all this stuff. You're the church. Go listen to stuff. You better be listening to this. And don't be listening to 90,000 people. God didn't send you 90,000 people. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody listen to everybody. Look, you got a lot of instructions. You get one father in life. Hello? 
I'm telling you, listen to me, this is important. Like, well, who do you think you're going to be? My God in heaven, I'm going to unlock your destiny if you pay attention. You understand what I'm saying? That's the word of God. Say, stay near. I, I like so-and-so. Yeah, great, like so-and-so. But God didn't put you in so-and-so. You understand what I'm saying? If God liked it so much, he would have left you there. I'm just trying to help you, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I screwed up in Bible school because of that. I'm in school learning about this, and then I want to go study that. Or I was, it's like God was like, why don't you just study what they're talking about, and then it's gone. So stay in the moment. I know you got to get supplemental stuff. You can't just eat off of one restaurant. But I, you understand what I'm saying? you got to get your primary stuff. So listen, you think you're going to get this one day? Are you kidding me? I'm waiting for you. I'm jacking you all up. I told those business cats, I was with these other guys when I was out there. I told these I said, you pay me to prepare. You just sit down and shut up and eat. I seen with these dudes. I was like, look, I'm telling you right now, and I didn't mean shut up. I said, just sit there and eat. You ain't got to think right now. You put me, you paid me to go to work. I didn't come here. Look, if we go with Mike, we learn how to shoot a gun and go, he got a gun instructor thing concealed to show you how to do it. Go, he ain't going to, oh, I didn't bring the gun. I might got the bullets. Uh, the targets ain't really ready. I'm not really prepared for you today. No, that joker's going to be like a, 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 a mechanic, man. Get here, sit here. Right, am I right? You're going to sit here, get ready. Everything's laid out. We're going to go to work, man. you paying me to get you someplace. I don't go to the gym and they ain't got no barbells and stuff. Oh, you know, we, we didn't know if you were coming today. Most of the other people slept in. Bro, shut up. Stop wasting my time. You don't do that in life. You didn't come in here today thinking I was going to say, I'm going to only read three scriptures. We'll all feel like we went to the country. Now, I ain't playing none of that. I'm going to give you a filet mignon. You either eat what you can eat or gag on what you cannot handle or put it in a doggy bag and take it home. Well, don't, don't think you're going to say, you can't get this one shot. This revelation. This ain't, oh, well, did you get this from sermon.com? No, I got this from the throne of God. And you're going to get it, and it'll give you the capacity to become. Because the only ignorance we have in this thing is this sometimes. Now, hear me now. I'm not picking on you. I'm just telling you what it is. And not you guys. The body of Christ I'm talking about. Is we go, well, well I don't see nobody doing it. No, duh. That's why you got to be the pioneer. You be the first one. Is, is it this easy? Paul said you're making this thing way harder than you need to make it. It's simple. But you got to have the truth to make it simple. I'm giving you the truth, you know what I'm saying? So stay with the truth. You're doing great. But you got to keep hearing it. Okay? You got to keep hearing it. So go back and listen again, all right? So it's, it's weighty in here today. He told me he was coming. He said, I'm going to show up today. I said, all right, praise God, show up. It's your church. But it's weighty. So you getting what I'm saying? Because this is easy. Oh, how do you make it? You just show up and you pay attention. That's how you do it. People, I don't, it's, it went, the day you make church optional, you're in trouble. I'm telling you, God, I'm telling you, yeah, I don't need to go. Those people ain't going to learn nothing. This is like a full-on full thing. You got to get it. You know? Ah, maybe in all while. If soccer is more important than going to church, something's wrong with your head. I'm telling you right here and now, I mean, you better get your priorities straight. And that seems mean, but I got kids. I told them little jokers, I'll give you a little bit of flex here and there, but if we flexing too hard, that thing's going. Because you need to learn, learn about God before you're ever going to learn about all that other stuff. And by the way, Lon, if you're any good at all this stuff, like anything you do, like they skate and they don't miss church. No, they're like, and if they don't miss, if they miss them, they got them on a CD or something. Well, they skate, they're real good at it. Well, that takes work. How do you think you're going to be anointed? You serve God, you'd be the best skater there ever was. What you give up in the time in the skating rink to be in the house of God, God will make up. 
He'll put favor on you. There's something different about that kid. We don't know what it is. I know what it is. They've been in the house of the Lord and got God on them. Well, that kid will stand out more than all the other kids. And you'll be like, why not? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had favor all those other kids didn't have. I'm true. I'm telling you. Listen to me. Daddy, you know, I got it too. Oh, daddy, you know, you're mean. All the other kids. I care less about all the other kids. You're going to do what I tell you. I turned out all right. You know, we were messed up. It wasn't your fault. We didn't know. What did we know? We didn't grow up in church. Okay, anyway, get back to this. All right. So, you know, because what I'm saying is we didn't grow up in church, and we just, we committed to be in a level of, like, this kind of like, okay, man, life's crazy, and we're going to maintain and have moral convictions, even though we can't have God because we didn't know God. You got God, and you can't keep moral standard? Come on, man. Come on, man. Stop. Prioritize. Because you know what it is? The earth tries to make you feel bad. For being a parent that serves God. Why can't your kid go? Because my kid, my kid is a tongue-talking, Bible-thumping, devil-casting-out, miracle worker, and he might stand up in school and just prophesy kind of kid. That's why. And he ain't going to get detention if he brings his Bible to school. I told them, jokers, prophesy anywhere you want and pray in the Holy Ghost. I told Lauren when she first went to school, stand on, they tell you not to do this. I said, stand on, the, stand on top of the table in the cafeteria and pray in the Holy Ghost and pray over your food. I care less. I'll go down there and see the principal. Yeah. It'll be a great day for him. <laughs> I didn't care about none of this stuff. I was at the place the other day. We were starting, I started praying, people looking at me. I prayed louder. I was talking to somebody the other day. They started cussing. I was sitting there first. They started cussing next to me. I said, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Look at me like this. You, I was sitting here first. You move. Crazy devils. You're a little bit wild. Well, don't sit next to me. I was here first. People want to try to move you with their mouth. I'm going to move you with my spirit. No, you got to, what I'm saying is don't compromise. You can't talk about the Bible. Who you tell me I can't talk about the Bible? I'll talk about what I want to talk about. That's what they're trying to do. That's why you need money. That's what you don't understand. You got money, say whatever you want to say. You ain't got no money, nobody's going to listen to you, and you ain't got no platform. Why does the church got to talk about money? Because you buy the radio station, you buy the TV station, and when you own the TV station, how could they tell you what you could say? What are they going to say you can't say? I own it. What are you going to tell me now? Thank you very much. That's it. That's it. Stop. Just stop right there, okay? Leave it alone. I get on these little bunny trails, but they're good because some of you back up sometimes because the pressure of the earth. I know that. But I don't, I, I don't need that many friends. 2 Peter chapter 1. You know what I'm saying? Look, look at verse 3. Are you all right with this? 2 Peter 1 and 3. You okay with this? You understand what I'm trying to say? I know it's not easy, man. And the world's getting worse. But I don't want to get on this thing because these, these, these people are crazy. Let me tell you, they're a bunch of idiots, man. He, he better be coming because we need all the help and get. These liberal nuts are crazy. I'm telling you, man. You look at all the stuff these guys do, it's disgusting. I, there's three of them. That one set, my, don't even let me go in. And that one lady, I, I, I would slap her. Swear to God, if I if I got near her, I might slap her, repent, and then say, you know what? After you're done with her, then I, I'm sorry, Jesus, because Jesus would slap them. They're crazy. They're antichrist. Is what they are. Let me explain something to you. You ain't got God. You're antichrist. You got a devil. They got devils. You understand me? I don't know why I'm on this. Praise God, I'm a really nice guy. If you're first time visitor, just it's like this every week. So let's not let's just tell the truth. 
Let's just tell the truth. Let's not like try to. Let's not fabricate nor lie. That late, them couple. I don't want to mention her name because they might, they, they might, they might come here and I'll slap her on national television. These people are immoral, ungodly. They're demonic. They got devils, and the, and the Congress sits there, and these you're probably here and screwing me all up, you know. What I mean? But they're 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 just they're just you know what I'm saying? They're just wicked, and it, America sits there and goes, oh yeah, that's great. Are these people stupid? I don't even need Jesus to understand that's immoral. What is wrong with this country? Wake up. And you the church. Don't you clap about any of these nitwits. I'm going I'm to come slap you. I love you. But come on, stop. So we got to pray and take our place. Amen? I'm a nice guy. I'm not saying, you know, party-wise. I'm not getting into all that. But please, come on, man. Let's just look at the Bible and be real. Let's be real, okay? Look, I'm being straight. Like, you know what I mean? This baby thing blowing me out of the water. Can't understand this. I went to New York. I said, you guys are a disgrace. I was up there preaching. I said, let me tell you, this state is a disgrace. I said, I used to be excited about New York City. I said, it's got a stain on it. It's got a stain on it, man. I said, I like, I used to like, it's a stain on it. It ain't the people in New York. It ain't their fault. But I said, you let this kind of foolishness go on. He got to flip this whole thing. We better flip this whole thing. That blood's screaming out, bro. And I don't need Jesus to, let me tell you right now, I don't need Jesus to tell me what's right and wrong. If you got any kind of brain in your head, you know what's right and wrong. And the church needs to stop being a little quiet over there in the corner, shut up little mouse, and start screaming at the rooftop, hey, hey, this Bible says, call down fire, let fire come down, see whose God shows up. Oh, you pastor, you're going to do that? I'll call down a blowtorch out of heaven and care less who it consumes. You're going to be in trouble. I don't care, I'm going to time out anyway when we get to heaven. I'll stay an extra couple months. Big deal. I'm still in heaven. Cut it out. You say what the Bible says. You understand me? And, it, and if your friends make you, well, you better you be, get new friends. That's it. I'm done. I'm off my bunny trail. All right? Yeah. No, I've been hitting this thing. It's disgusting. You can't even watch it. I, I watch these people, and it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's getting worse. And then, the church, and then you get pressure for trying to be godly. You get in an argument with people just trying to be godly. It's crazy. So you're going to have to stand up for something sooner or later. I know you guys do. You understand what I'm saying though with this? Makes you feel like you're crazy. You know, sometimes you feel like you got to compromise because just a little bit of who you are because other people don't think like you think. Don't do it no more. Just be you. I'm just, I'm encouraging you is what I'm doing today, all right? Write this down. You got that one? Did you get those scriptures? Okay. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you, amen, through Jesus or the knowledge of God, according as his divine power hath given unto us. You see that right there? Now, I read this to you before now. According as his divine power has given in us all things, all, everybody say all things, that pertain in the life and godliness. See that? Life and godliness, spirit and soul, everything you need, natural and physical, through the knowledge of him that called us in the glory and virtue. Now, what, you should get that? We can become a divine partaker, right? Okay? Listen. According as, let's go back to verse 3, just the front part. I want you to see this, you all right? Now, everybody write this stuff down, okay? Write this stuff down if you haven't. According as his, everybody say his, divine power. Say it again, divine power. Has given unto us what? All things. How do we get all things? Divine power. Okay, now wouldn't that make you ask a question? Well, where's this divine power? Right? Well, okay, if divine power gets me all things, where in the world did he put divine power? 
Okay, now go slow. Go slow. Read the rest of it. Keep going. Pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge. Okay, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now he said knowledge of him. So knowing the things of God has something to do with this divine power. Now that divine power raised you from the dead. We understand that. And the Zoe life of God is in you. But now he said, wait a minute, when you start knowing about God and getting knowledge from that word, it's going to start revealing some of that divine power. Look at the next verse now. Now put them together. Whereby, whereby, now I'm going to show you the, the first place he put divine power was in the word of God. Now get this. Whereby are given to us uh, what? Exceeding great and precious promises. You got that through that blessing and that covenant agreement. So now watch this. God redeemed you basically through reconciliation. He died to get you, but now he's got to get the blessing to you because the blessing got taken away from you in the garden, and he couldn't just give you. Now watch this now. I'm going to show you something here now. He couldn't by legal mandate give you back everything Adam lost by just overriding it. That would make him a liar. He had to get it back through faith in the operation of the power of God. That's through resurrection of the dead. And what he did was this. He put those promises in a book so now you could open up the book and yes and amen, every promise of God. He wrote it to you, amen, because he can't, listen to me again. Jesus, if Jesus came back and just undid everything Adam did, that'd make him a liar because he said, I give you dominion. When he lost dominion and dominion got into the devil's hands, he had to get dominion back. That's why he sent Jesus to get dominion back. But I got news here. There's a bunch of promises that go with dominion that he's like, how in the world am I going to get the blessing back on it? It ain't going to happen through osmosis, guys. It's going to happen through faith in the promise. Remember, oh, you, you hear? Let me read this. I'm going to take you to Galatians chapter 3. You're doing good. Your wheels are spinning. I love it, right? Whereby are given in us great exceeding. Woo, he didn't say great. He said exceeding great, exceeding great, and precious promises. That by these... You might be part, become a partaker of a divine nature. That divine nature is in you. Now, when you, now watch this. This all goes back to Galatians chapter 3. We're going to see it. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, right? The pull of the world. So now I got to build my spirit, okay? Now I'm going to tell you about all that Holy Spirit stuff. Like, go to Galatians chapter 3.13. Okay, write them down. Just write them down. You're doing great. Galatians 3.13, very important, right? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for his written curse is everything that hangs on a tree, right? Christ has redeemed from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for his written curse is everything or everyone that hangs on a tree, right? He took the curse. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith. See it? How's the blessing come on me and you? Faith in Jesus Christ. Now, let me ask you a question. Is the blessing on you because you're a believer? Yes. Can you, watch this. You won't enforce what you don't know you've received. But the minute you understand you receive and you start seeing the access to what you received, you become like a pit bull, man. You ain't letting this go. Do it again. You received the blessing when you became born again. What in the world is the blessing of Abraham? How in the world did I know? I didn't know what the heck it was. I went to Deuteronomy 28. I said, wait a minute now, bro. There's money in there. There's health in there. There's a bunch of stuff in there, man. That was in Eden in the beginning on Adam. That was the blessing. Empowerment to prosper. 
I go to the book to find out what I got access to that Adam lost that Jesus gave me back. It's part of the blessing. Remember Deuteronomy 28? Let's go there real slow in a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, go read this. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, the promise one, he's talking about the Christ who was the seal of the redemption. Jesus in you, in the power of the Holy Spirit, the creator of every promise. He was with God in the beginning when God formed the foundation. He said he hovered above the earth. You know what he was looking for? The word. The Holy Spirit was hovering and brooding over the earth, waiting for a word to go manifest. And when he pulled light out of him, he went and did. He's the doer. He just needs words to activate his activity. He was hanging over there, and he spoke. And when he spoke, he went and created. He's the creative side of God. It's the creativity within, the Holy Spirit within. That's, watch what he says. He goes back to these promises. That, watch 15. Here we go. You're doing so good. Ready? Brethren, I speak not after the man. He said, I ain't talking to you natural. Natural man can't receive this. This is foolishness. This is the problem. Remember what God told me? The Lord spanked me, man. You look at me. He said, you know what your problem is, Sarno? I'm speaking third party because I want you to understand. He spoke to me. He said, you want to know what your problem is? I said, here we go. And I'm going to teach you something about this, right? When God talks to you as son, you're all right. When he talks to you in your office, you're in trouble. He calls you man of God, woman of God, like in your spirit, like you know it's more authoritative. You better, you better, you better verily, verily pay attention. Sonship, he kind of loves you and navigates. Gift in office, he corrects you because that's the side of people. God got on me the other day. I was up last night again. For just chilling, right? Praying, blah, 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 you know, just chilling. The Lord's like, your problem, man, he got on me. He said, let me explain something to you. He said, he said you got to maintain your mantle. I knew what that's about. That's stretch your capacity for more because I'm getting ready to drop more on you. You got to maintain it. You have to maintain your spirit life. And don't be weak. Be strong. And don't get, when you get, when you get a challenge to be strong, stay around it. You understand it? Don't get away from it. Oh, that's too hard. Man, stop that nonsense. Stay in it. Okay, let me explain to you. So what was the Lord saying to me? Where did he tune me up? He said, you know what your problem is? I said, here it comes. What? He goes, you got to understand it to do it. That's the biggest problem you got. I don't need you to understand it. I just need you to do it. You know, I'm like, well, I got to pray in tongues. I don't, you ain't got to, what am I doing? I don't understand what I'm doing when I pray in tongues. Why I got to, shut your mouth and just do it, Sarno. That's my last name. Shut your mouth and do it. You just do it, boy. I didn't ask you whether you understand it. There's the problem. You military guys and women, you got a better revelation it is. I was in Raleigh. You know Raleigh? There's a lot of military guys there, right? Man, them cats, he said, you want to know what my biggest problem is coming out of the service? I listen to everybody. If they're over them, they, yes, sir, they don't play, bro. they like, they told, you don't think. Did you ever think when you were in the service? You just did what you were told to do. You don't know why you're doing it. Go do it. I don't know why, but I'm doing it. I ain't asking no questions. I ain't questioning what I'm doing. I'm going to get it done. You come into church, why, God? How come, God? How long, God? How, God? Look, 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 look. God got on me. He said, look, son. He said, I'm not here. I told you to read the word. You got to understand why you're going to be here too long. I told you pray in the Holy Ghost. You're going to wait till you understand it. It might be too late. 
He said, build up. Build it. So do it. What am I trying to tell you? You know what the Lord was getting on me? You know what to do. Do it. Stop making excuses of what you don't understand why you're not doing it. Do it. You understand this? Go find You got Google for crying out loud. Type in there. I need help in. Boom. And he'll show you in the Bible. Download some software. It's free. Brethren, I speak not after the men. Though it be what a man's covenant, yet it be confirmed. No man can disannul what's been what's been added to. Can't mess with it. Okay, that's why that. Oh, I, see, this thing got so hardwired. That's why I needed the priestly blessing of Melchizedek. He got this thing hardwired in the blessing. It was beyond. It wasn't just. It just wasn't the. Because you want to why? You want know what that's all about? It was a priesthood after the order forever. Meaning this: you don't got to keep making sacrifices. Done once and for all. When he made Melchizedek, it was a done once and for all covenant. Does that make sense? This thing's done once and for all. It ain't like go back again. Priests have to go back. Melchizedek was the order of the priesthood where it was done once. It was done forever because he was the greater. Does that make sense? There's a lot more to read about that, but we don't need to get into all that. All you need to know is this. This covenant's so hardwired that the earth would explode and we'd be all gone and a millimeter off. This thing be, forget it, man. God don't lie. I'm not worried about God. I'm worried about you. Yeah, because you, you ain't keeping your side of the deal if it ain't working. That's it. Just let's stop. Oh, it didn't work. I'm mad at God. Come on, hush your mouth. You're mad at God. It's your fault. Now, I'm not being mean. Just don't. I'm not trying to be mean. I don't want to sound like I'm a jerk. I don't always come off like that. I'm not trying to hurt nobody. It's God. If I, I got to figure out the word. I don't know. Well, where, where in the world I got to fix my faith? Where in the world I got to find out more? Give me some more scripture. So look what he says. 16. It's so good. Don't worry about it. God loves you too. And let me tell you something. God's patient with you. Oh, my God, God's so patient. There's a bunch of people I would have zapped off the face of the earth by now. If I was God, whoo, don't get me going now with them political dudes. I just, what'd you say? Vaporized. Yeah, because you're on, because you're, 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 you're in, you're in, I, I, you know, what's really wild. We're in a really strategic time. And the church's responsibility is huge. And that's why, and that's why I don't like, they're making the church a, a country club. The church leaders, they need to get their head fixed. They make it like a country club, and then I come in here and talk strong, and you think, well, this is too much. So they're not helping me. They're supposed to be with me. They're, they're not with me. They're against me, probably. Not in a bad way. We're in one body, but the body better start listening to some vocal leaders that got strength and not want to make people happy. Because God's not happy with sin. He hates it. Yeah, yeah. Keep me happy. Keep me happy. That's why you got to have all the money in the world. You know why? Because if you got the money, you don't need the people with money to appease them. I can say whatever I want to say. That's why I know you ain't making me rich. God made me rich. That's why I don't care if I get you mad. Because your money ain't making me do nothing. Your money don't make me talk. That's why you can't say what you want to say. Oh, you're going to offend people. Oh, you're going to be, oh, the big money is going to get offended. Oh, they're going to get offended. They're going to leave. And guess what? I was with God before you ever showed up. I'll be with God when you leave. Oh, my God. He's crazy. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone, man. But don't worry about it because you're in a good place because of that. Because I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm not going to pet your little sin. Oh, pet it, pet it, pet it. No, it's time to grow up. And stop making excuses. Church makes a bunch of excuses. Why people, oh, you know, live in a broken state. No, you're not broken. You're whole. And you could come in here broken. You understand me? There's people coming here shattered. We're going to sit there with a shattered vase, and we're going to put some crazy glue on you. The word of God. 
Pastor Chris, you going to take that much time? Get the tweezers and a magnifying glass. We've got all the time in the world. And then somebody else in here. Uh, next thing you know, we're going to start seeing your, your vase start coming back into shape. And the problem is this. I said it when I was there. Why are you letting people speak in your life that don't have no right to speak in your life? You better identify the people that are allowed to speak in your life and then disqualify the people that are not supposed to because you're carrying words with people that ain't got no sense in their head, investing words in your life, and you've been carrying them for the rest of your life. You better qualify these nitwits. I ain't going to take what you said about me. You don't know nothing about me. You know what I'm saying? Letting people speak. Oh, they said this about me. Who are you? You got a PhD in Holy Spirit? Otherwise, shut your mouth. I ain't listening to you. That's the problem. People listen to people that don't know nothing, and they carrying words about themselves forever. Don't you do that. Aren't you happy when I go away and come back? See me like this for a while. I mean, go. See, no, say, don't let them speak over you. Uh, you say this. Uh, no, let, me, let me see your paperwork. What kind, of, what kind of background you got in wisdom? Now, in Abraham and his seed, now get that, right? One seed promises plural. And I said that a thousand times. That's that promise he's talking about the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit brings with him every promise in that book. Say it as in the seeds, as of many, but as of the one seed, which is the Christ. That's you. Jesus in you. So he can create every promise you put in there. He's in you waiting to release the promises you put in. It's the garden of your heart. You seen it? Where do you find that divine nature? In that first Peter. Did you see that? So you got to go get those words that have what? The capacity within themselves to produce that in your life. And now here's the key. You got to get it in you before you can get it out of you. Okay? And how do you do that? You believe with the heart when you speak with the mouth. Remember Romans 10? How you got saved is the same way you get this word out of you. Romans 10 and 10 says what? With the heart, man. You want to go there? Go there. Go to Romans 10. Go to Romans 10 8, I think it is, or something like that. We're going to go just write them in your notes so you guys can preach all this stuff. And then you can go do it. You can all preach to all your neighbors. Be like, hey, I got to come bother you because my pastor said I'm supposed to bug people. But what is it? The word is nigh thee. Now, you get this. The word has always been two places, in the mouth and in the heart. Did you get that? But what is it? The word is nigh thee, even in the mouth and in the heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So where's the word of God? In the mouth and in the heart. Now, wait a minute now. What happens when your mouth is saying something different in your heart? You're self-deceived, the Bible says in James. I'm meddling right now. Stay with me. I'm going to help you, though. Am I helping you? Can I help you? But what does it say? The word of God is nigh thee. The word of God is nigh thee. Where's the word? Where is it? Where is it? It's in me. It's in my mouth. It's in my heart. So the word of God is two places. Now, wait a minute now. What, what word? The word of faith. So now we're getting to somewhere. Faith, now you can say it like this. Faith is two places. The word of faith which we preach. So you can say it like this. Faith is two places. Look at your neighbor say faith is two places. I mean, I wish I knew this stuff 20 years earlier. Faith is two places. Look at your other neighbor say faith is two places. So where's faith? It's in the mouth and it's in my heart. Where's my word? In my mouth and in my heart. Where's faith? Right here. Now, get this and understand this, right? You better pull this in. That's where most people screw it up. Faith has to believe believed in the heart before it can ever be released with the mouth. 
Now, they said it like this. Brother Hagin said it like this. Faith will work in your heart with doubt in your head. I don't want you doubting in your head because I don't like it. I like what he's saying. I understand what he's saying. But here's the thing. He could do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think. That means to me, faith starts working in the thinker before it ever gets anywhere. Because when you hear, you can become a rejecter. Now, here's why you build a strong spirit. Because when you hear the word of God, if your spirit's weak, you are just the constant discarder. You ain't listening to Jack. Jesus Christ could come down here and tell you you're going to be great. And you'd say, you think so? You really think I could turn it around? He speaks to you in service. You can't even get to your car and believe what he told you. Because you've been lying to you for decades. Nothing changes in my life. That's why you got to get strong in spirit. So how do I get strong in spirit? I got to do the things of the spirit. So I got to stay in the word, and I got to stay in the spirit. It's praying in tongues. Because it builds up my most holy faith. You see it? Where does the human spirit develop faith in its capacity to receive, not the capacity to do? Remember I said that? It's in your human spirit. Because God could speak bigger to you, and you can contain what he spoke to you, because if your spirit's weak, you just discard it. Here's what I'm saying. You come in here weak because your spirit's not developed, your human spirit rejects everything I tell you. You come in here strong, whatever I say, you believe you can be. So what does my human spirit do? It gives me greater capacity to receive what God is telling me in his word and what I'm speaking out of my mouth. So that means faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Correct? You reject what you hear if you do not have a strong spirit because you don't see how it could be. And then you lean over to the realm of reason, and now we got a problem because faith does not walk by sight. Hello? Now the just shall live by faith and not by sight. Because once we get in sight, we're in a different arena that we should not be in. Because look at Hebrews 11.1, 1, and we could start probably with the King James now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So go slow. So faith works in the not seen realm. So why are you looking at the seen realm to tell me whether it's working or not? So now you're in the seen realm. Let me explain something to you. Really pay attention to me. Faith doesn't work in the dimension of seen. It works in the dimension of unseen. Because the minute it comes in the dimension of seen, it's done its job and it's finished. It reaches into the fourth dimension of eternity and pulls into this third dimension, earth, what it's been granted. Now watch this. And God knowing, now I'm going to tell you something here. And God, knowing that this wasn't going to be easy, gave you his word to stay connected to what you cannot see. Title deed. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, we understand the elders obtained a good report, and we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. Correct? 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 Verse 1 in the Amplified, look what it says. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. That one, perfect. Thanks, Mom. Amplified. You guys see this now. Now, faith is the assurance. The title deed. Now, I give you this word, confirmation. You ever go to a hotel or somewhere, get a car? What do you got? Confirmation number. 
You got the, is that, is that, is that, I don't know. I went the other day, man. They tell me, here's my confirmation number. I don't know where that car is. I guess it's got numbers. But the numbers link me to the car. You see it? You're doing this all the while. Did you see the car? No, I see Jack. I just got numbers. WP872, yeah, what's your confirmation number? WP873462, go to D4. Okay, D4, what's that? Buick. <laughs> whatever. You know what I'm saying? Okay, great. I don't even got, I didn't, you know what, nowadays, man, you don't, you know what's crazy? Nowadays, you go there, you ain't even got a key, the key's in it. I just got in it, I got no paperwork, they don't let you out the lot, they check your license, you go home, and there it is, here's your car. I'm on the plane, did I see the car? Nope. It's my car. If I got out there and seen the confirmation number, it belongs to me. Title deeds, the same thing. It's the paperwork linking you to the blessing that God has for you. Amen? See it? So where's your paperwork? Now, here's what I told him in the morning. You know, I messed up some of the seats. I'm going to wind up doing it again. But uh, I'm going to show you what I did. And it's the truth, right? So what do you got to do in life? This is exactly how you do it. Joe, I'm going to borrow this from you and probably get somebody excited later. But I'm going to give you the pen so we don't lose nothing. Take all this paperwork we got here. Right, I'll take these two, maybe one more. This will be great. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. Here, in case you need some writing instruments. Okay, so here's how you do it, right? I can't see anything because faith works in an unseen realm. And once it comes in the seen realm, faith's done. So here's what I do. I got some needs. How about you? How many has got some money needs? We'll just go slow, right? Well, it says according to Philippians 4.19, he meets all my needs according to his riches and glory, right? So, okay, I got the title deed. Here's my title to what I cannot see. If you got a car title, it's a piece of paper. I heard a great story. Somebody got a piece of property left to them that I was talking to. They never seen it. They never knew where it was. Never walked a day of their life on a piece of property. They got left in an inheritance. Ain't that funny? An inheritance, a piece of property. They sold it, never seen it, didn't do jack with it. The paperwork came. They signed it in the mail, put it back in the FedEx, and got a check. Some of you might even know what I'm talking about. Maybe you had a, maybe something that happened to some of you. You know what I mean? Maybe you, you know, a family member left. And the guy said, I signed the thing. I didn't see it. I didn't know anything about it. They called. The realtor said, it's worth this. They sold it for that. We got the land. He said, I got the check. I never even seen it. It was somewhere out in Arizona somewhere. I got it. I signed it. I did it. I never even, see, I never even seen it. I never stepped foot on it. I don't even know where the heck it is. You can walk by today and say that was your property. I would have never known where it was. But I got the check because I had the title. It was my land. And you can't sell it? Oh, you better get it. And you can't give it away? That land would have rotted. I looked up something. You want to know those gift cards you get? You know, gift cards, people give you gift cards, and thank you for all your gifts. I really appreciate it. You guys are a blessing, man. I was ready to cry. All the things, the kids and writing cards and spending stuff, it, was, it was blew me out. That blows me out. And your kind words, I read every one of them. I read that stuff. I really appreciate that. It was so kind of you. I, I just caught a moment. Right? So you checking this? You get this? There's unclaimed gift cards. You know how much billions, millions, millions of dollars in unclaimed gift cards every year? Fifty-three something, fifty-six million dollars. Like well, they were, they estimated the one thing. I read something unclaimed gift cards because people don't just scratch the thing and go claim them. Ain't that crazy? Because people get stuff and they discard it, they put it in a drawer and forget, you know, a gift card. You had a Visa gift card, you don't use all of it, maybe you leave three bucks on it, 30 to 8 cents, 50-something million dollars left on gift card, unclaimed gift card. What are you leaving behind that your daddy gave you? It's your inheritance. If you got an inheritance left, you're just going to leave it out, leave it in the bank, let the bank keep it. Are you crazy? 
I'm going to go tap every dime out of that thing. Not even the fact if I'm going to use it, you ain't going to keep it because my daddy gave it to me. And if my mom and dad leave me something, I ain't leaving it in no bank. Why would you leave it in the bank? I leave it with my kids. Well, I'm just saying I'm going to use it, but the bank ain't getting it. They work hard for that. My Jesus went up on a cross. He worked hard to get it. My daddy in heaven worked hard to get it. You go claim your inheritance. And you got, now you got to have paperwork. Like if you went to the bank, where's your paperwork? Oh, right here. Philippians 4.19. According to all his riches and glory. He was broke. I was broke. He was rich. He became poor for my sake so I can become rich. I'm rich. Thank you very much. 4.19. I got a 4.19 right here. I'm rich. Praise be to God. Oh, my body feels weird. Okay. 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes, I'm healed. Well, my body don't look right, don't feel right, doxism, whatever, but I first Peter, by his stripes, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, and Jesus redeemed me from the curse. He took the curse upon him and put the blessing on you, and it says there, it says, he said, what? He said, Jesus hung upon a tree and took you sick and made you well and whole, and by his stripes, you were healed. I got healed right here in my pocket. Praise God. I got some paperwork for the healing. Amen. Well, you see it? No, I don't need to see it. I'm not looking at what I see. Reason looks at what it sees. Okay, reason looks at what it sees. Oh, I got another one for you. Um, how about this? Ah, oh, that jacked up marriage, that thing shot out. That thing ain't never going to work. Oh, he gave me the ministry of reconciliation. Well, praise be to God. I can reconcile anything. So I got the ministry of reconciliation. Praise be to God. I got the ministry right here. It says right there in the Word of God. Ministry. Oh, my God. I'm going. My mind's so shot out. I'm crazy. Well, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says he gave me power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. I got a sound mind. I got ideas coming all day, but I got a sound mind. I got 2 Timothy Scripture. Sound mind Scripture. And then when you're walking around all day long, here comes the enemy. Well, where's the money on Tuesday? You go, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't have to manifest the money. I got the title deed right here. Philippians 4.19 says, hey, hey, dumb devil, why don't you pay attention, stupid? Here's what the Bible says, amen? I know you don't want me to tell you this, but tick-tock, tick-tock, your time's almost up, bro. But let me let you in on this secret. Philippians 4.19 says, he meets all my needs, out of your mouth, he meets all my needs according to his riches and glory. I got the paperwork right here. Well, where's the money, boy? I, I don't need the money right now. It's okay. You don't need to say that, but I don't need to see it. I got it right here. It's mine. It'll show up right on time. Oh, my, you got to believe that word. Hey, but guess what? You got that sick, that sick. No, 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 no. Doctor said you're going to die. Hey, doc, that sounds great, but guess what? Hey, doc, guess what? You say something, but I got another report. The Bible says right here that by his stripes I'm healed, and I'm not going to walk by what I see here. I'm going to walk by what I believe. Here's what the word of God says. By his stripes I'm healed. I got me a title deed. I got me a title. Oh, you're going crazy. Mind hitting your mind, mind, mind all day long. But hey, he gave me a Salmon. I got this second Timothy. I got a title deed. Here's the paperwork to the promise. Where's your promise? Oh, don't worry about my promise. My God will be right on time. Amen. Guess what? It's on its way. Praise be to God. I'm walking in it right now, right now. But guess what? We're going to see the manifestation of all of it right now because faith is now. Amen. What do you say? I got paperwork to the promises. You don't just quit because what you see, you could play. You don't walk by what you see. You walk by what you believe. Now watch this, rivers. Now watch this. Check this. Check out God. Because He knows you're not going to see, He gave you something to look at on your journey. Word of God. Because He knows you're going to step out in a place where you don't see everything moving or changing or shifting. He gave you the word to go back to. So just look at that. I give you a more sure word of prophecy sitting in your lap. 
you don't just need what's been spoken. You got what's been written. And once you speak what's been written, you'll see what's been spoken. You seen it? I got titled it. Proof of ownership. To what? The promises. It's my inheritance. What's that inheritance say about you? Here's the best news. What do you got to see it says about you? Find it. Is that okay? Find it. And then you got to speak it. Now, remember what I was telling you. Can we go back to one thing before I let you go? I just feel quick about this. Can we go back to that Romans 10, 8? Can, you, can we just go right? Faith is two places, in the mouth and in the heart. James said it like this. If you don't get your heart and mouth together, you're self-deceived. So you can't have your mouth saying one thing, your heart believing another thing. You got to get it together. That's why your words are important. Don't say nothing negative about yourself. First place you start is you say what God says. That's the only thing God says about you. Now let's re read it real quick and we're going to go. Well, what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. It's the word of faith which we preach. In the mouth and in the heart. So everybody watch this as we read this because it's going to show you how faith really works. Okay? But we're telling you say it. I'd rather you believe it first and then say it later. Because that's where it gets screwed up. It gets backwards and don't work. Nine, please. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, or Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's how you got saved. You got saved like this. This is saving faith. You believe in your heart and you confess. Well, guess what? Saving faith is the same way you get all faith because he gave you the measure of faith, Romans said. You get the measure to produce every promise. Now watch how it goes. Watch 10. You better pay attention. For with the heart man believeth unto right standing with God. So where do you get right with God? In beliefs, not in actions. You get right with God in beliefs, not in actions. It's what you believe makes you right with God, not what you do. Did you get it? For with the heart man believes on the rising, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So your mouth can only create what your heart believes. Your mouth can only create what your heart believes. And if your heart doesn't add an abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. So your heart can only find a place of faith, and your mouth can only create what your heart believes. So if your heart don't believe it, your mouth cannot create it. That's why you work on your faith before you ever work on your mouth. You work on your belief, then you work on your speed. We had it backwards for a season. Your mouth first, but no. Mouth does not create faith. Faith creates mouth. Because I got news for you. Guess what? If your faith can't move your mouth, then it ain't moving no mountain. See that? You got to get your faith to move your mouth. Now, here's the thing. We get you locked in what you believe. When you lock in what you believe, when you speak it, it creates what that Bible says. Because see, you got to get this. Where's the power? The power is in the promise. I said it like this when we first started. The provision is in the promise. So where's the divine nature? That book's alive. When you speak it, it creates it in your atmosphere. Are you seeing it? But it's got to be faith-based first. That's how you got saved. I didn't know what I was getting. I was like, yeah, I don't want to go to hell. Praise God, <laughs> right? How about you? I was like, heaven, hell, Jesus, or the devil? I'd rather go with Jesus. What's wrong with him? Did you realize what you were getting? Had no idea. No idea. You see it? So now what do you do? You work on your faith. 
I have to have faith for this thing. Because if I don't put faith in this blessing and in these covenant promises, I'm not going to do it. So what do you got to do? You got a little bit of work. What's the work? Go find some word. Find the word. Because the power in the word can produce itself. It's a seed. Remember? So let me ask you a question. If you put apple seeds in the ground, what do you get? Apples. If you put watermelon seeds in the ground, what do you get? If you put, come on. You put tomato plant seeds in there, what do you get? Tomato plants. What, what do you need? Go be a gardener of your heart. What I need in that ground? Ah, oh, Pastor Chris, this is wacky. You're going you're gonna to waste all your life trying to figure it out when God made it simple. Go get an index cards, write it down. This is where I'm standing. This is what I'm believing. This is what you said. And it, you should have never put it in a book if you didn't want me to have it because I'm crazy enough to believe it. And you stay there because the divine nature. I could be a partaker of a divine nature in the knowledge of God through the Word of God. Where do you think he put it? Put it in them pages. He said, the words I speak in you, they are spirit and they are life. They are life. He who finds them. Woo! You're going to find life. Life is in the Word. Zoe. That's what it is. The Zoe God kind of life is in that book. How do you change your attitude, Zoe? How do you get an attitude adjustment, Zoe? How do you get a health increase, Zoe? How do you transform, Zoe? How do you do, Zoe? How do you, Zoe? What is Logos and the Rhema? The Logos is the what? Written and the Rhema is the what? The spoken. What happens when you find the Logos and speak it, you put the rhema on it, you put the release in it, and it activates what's in it to come to pass in your life. By your words, you are justified, and by your words, you are condemned. Your words put you over or under. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, somebody's using what you're just saying. Just say it. Amen? I kept you long enough, but you got it. By the name of Scriptures, this is how you activate the blessing. Got to have faith for it. Look at. Let me explain something to you. What you do not know, you have access to. You will not have faith for. What you do not know, you have access to. You will not have faith for. And let me tell you something. If you don't think you got access to it, you won't fight for it. It's like, ah, oh, I guess maybe it ain't for me. But if I know it's for me, I'm gonna be a mess. Cause I'm not letting go. You guys ain't letting go. We're going to talk more about it Wednesday. You guys are doing really good. Let me tell you something about this place. I'm going to tell you what. I don't care eight people, 80,000 people. You guys, both services, you guys are killing it. And I'm not just like blowing smoke, make you feel like, oh, you're making me feel good. This ain't, this, this right here ain't easy to reprogram your head the speed you guys are reprogramming your head. This is weight, man. This is like, you got to go home and take a nap after this stuff. It's heavy when you leave. I'm, you think some of you, I'm going to be straight with you. Some of you think like you leave here and go, man, I'm kind of like wacky. You're not wacky. It's weight. When you get around weight, I, you know, my buddy from California, I love him. <laughs> Pastor Serge, he said, man, you're weight without weird. I said, what'd you say? He said, it's weight without weird. You're not weird. You're practical. You're easy to you know, break it down. And I, I'm just saying what he said, but he goes, you ain't weird. Sometimes you get around weird and it's weird. This is weight. When God's presence gets on you, it's weighty. The glory is weighty. That's why when you come in here, it's like, it gets weighty. You feel his presence in here? 
is weighty. Now, Revelation's hitting you. You can't grab all that. You kidding me? That's a lot, man. But you grabbed what you needed today, and then you're going to go back and grab a little more, and you're going to grab a little more, and then you listen to it again, and you come back next week, you're like, I'm prepped and ready to go. Now, some people get in that atmosphere, they're like, well, it's, it's for you. You understand what I'm saying? Don't miss the moment where you're at, because this works. Now, let me tell you something. God ain't no respecter person. He'll give it to you like he give it to me, like he give it to Jesus. You just got the tools now to get it. They know the way to get it. The worst thing in the world is being somewhere you don't know how to get it. You got, you got 90% of it done. You know how to do it. Now you got to just go do it. This is how you do it, Pastor? That's how you do it. That's how God created it. I gave you scripture. I showed you what you got to do. A divine partaker of a divine nature through exceeding great and precious promises. Where that promise is that? In that book. You find that book. You put that in your heart. Faith. What do you say? Remember Romans? You gotta, remember Mark chapter 4? So or so is the word. These are they by the wayside. Such so as hear the word of God. What 424 say? Take heed what you hear because the measure you meet it is the measure it's coming back to you. So here's the deal. You hear it and go, ah, I don't wayside. Ah, I held it for a while. Affliction and persecution got rid of it. Ah, uh, he said, this is it. You figure out Mark chapter 4, you figure out the whole Bible. That's what you do. So we're supposed to word these. Are, you're, 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 you're a hearer of a seed. What happens if you, what if you put a seed in the ground one day and three days later you go dig it up? Don't produce no harvest. What happens if you, look, you ever plant a seed in the ground and come back and think the thing didn't do jack and then a li little bit later on you forget about it or something, you go there and you got something growing? That's the word of God. It takes time. Today you planted it. You think you're going to see instant crops tomorrow? Some stuff you will. God's quick like that, but most of it you won't. But did you freak out? Remember, I remember the kids doing a school project, you know? They put it in the ground and they think the next day it's, something's going to be there. I said, don't worry, it's in the ground. It'll do what it's supposed to do. Just come back. We, we went back every day, twice a day. I'm like, oh, my God, right? But then they forgot about it. And I said, hey, guys, a couple weeks later, I was like, let's go look. Man, that thing was growing. That's what you're doing with this seed. You're putting it in your heart. And God ain't no liar, and that seed is perfect. It's incredible. You know what it says in the Bible? It's, ingra it's engraftable. It means it could graft in. Did you ever see that? He said this. He said, I'll take that seed. You ever see them graft a stick and put it in the stick, and they tape it, and it becomes part of the tree? It's amazing. You, that's what the word says. It's graftable. You can put it in you and it'll become one with you and it'll be like this. It'll be like you take it and it'll grow and it'll become one bump. It'll be one piece. You see it? It'll graft right in. How in the world do you do that? With the word. That's why you just stay in the word. And don't let nobody get you out of the word. And don't let reason get you out of the word. And the reason why you're getting out of this and the reason why you're forfeiting, now look at me and smile and be happy. I'm going to let you go home because you're getting weak in spirit. And when you get weak in spirit, I'm telling you what, God can't speak stuff to you. I'm going to tell you something. God quickened me. He said, remember when I told you about all this? I said, yeah. He said, how strong were you? I said, strong, bro. I was rolling tight. He goes, exactly. I can't tell you what I want to do for you if you're weak in spirit because you won't receive it. You'll reject it. And I got to wait for you to get strong to drop it on you again. I'm going to be strong just because I don't want to miss something. I'm spiteful like that. What's God trying to tell me, you know? And I'm over here weak and jerking around. Get strong. Put the work in. Let's go. We're going to dominate the earth. Amen. Stand up on your feet. I'm going to keep you all day. Come on. But you're doing it. And you know what? You need to be proud of yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.